cliffcentral.com. Welcome to our Business Masterclass. I'm Richard Angus, CEO of the Finance Team, your part-time financial executive solution. Joining me in studio as part of our panel is Safia Boulay of New Habits, Making Shift Happen. Welcome, Safia. Hi, Richard. Last week, we spoke to Andrew Butters about how one manages sales performance. Today's theme is a great one, the whole issue of facing up to change in your business. Joining us in studio is Leandi Streeter, a business coach and guide from RaceCorp. Welcome, Leandi. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Safia. Thanks for being with us. So many businesses start up. They seem to be going really, really well. Everybody's going, hey, that was a successful startup. And then, as the classic saying goes, things go a little bit pear-shaped. And that's normally because something has changed in the environment, something's changed in the product, something's changed in the service that's offered. (sighs) The change can be a multitude of things. Safia, Leandi, you're nodding at me. You've obviously seen this happen many, many times before. So let's talk about what changes. Why does change – well, I think, I mean, we all know change is the only constant in business and and in life. But what – business people out there need to be thinking about when it comes to change and their business. Leandi, maybe give us some insights that you've seen in that race called yeah, world. Sure. Absolutely. Um, big change often sits in the market and obviously um, also on the side of, from a strategic perspective, what is happening in the regulatory environment and what is happening out there with competition and so forth. And it usually is the business's ability to adapt to change. Internal change is one thing, but handling, being able to turn that ship fast enough um, to handle external change is really important. And quite often, um, there's a lot of fear surrounding that, especially if there's market change in demand. So your product is not going to be missed if you're not there. Mm. That's a fact. So it's a, I mean, we, there's often, and people, I mean, people love coining phrases. Mm. They talk about the pivot needed yes. in my business, you know, the pivot, <laughs> like capital P. Um, but often that, so what you're telling us is that the pivot point happens because somebody else inserts the point. It's not often, I mean, I think we often think we're all, you know, it's our business. We're in control of our destiny. You know, all these, mm. you know, singular words that reflect on me. And then all of a sudden somebody else, um, I love that book, you know, who moved the cheese mm. or who moved my cheese. It, it, somebody out there does something and now my business is somewhere else or needs to be somewhere mm. else. And if it's not, we, we, we have a problem now. You you refer to the, the the concept of external versus internal. How is change different when it's internal versus external? What what, what fundamentally? I mean, Seth, you've you've worked a lot in the change management space. How, how does internal versus external change differ? So, I just want to go back to um, what you said a moment ago about pivot, mm-hmm. um, and I think I think. Part of the problem is that we think that change is an event and that a pivot happens at a point in time. We think that a disruption happens, but that's not the case. Um, The fact of the matter is that (laughs) even at a cellular level, we're all changing all of the time. Absolutely. So so what you're telling me, that old saying change is a constant is real. So that's, that's a valid comment. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think when we think that it is an event, when we think we, we call things change management like it's a thing that must be managed. Mm. Um, and, and that is such a misnomer and it, it, it 
positions change almost incorrectly in our mind um, as if we've got to do something. Um, whereas, in fact, change is something that is happening all the time in every single manner, in every single respect, all the time. And you've got to be alert and alive to it all the time, not only outside of yourself, but also inside mm-hmm. of your business, inside of your market. There are just so many dimensions. And it's irresponsible for a business owner or business leader to not be um, inquiring about what change is happening so, so actually, I'm misleading everybody by referring to internal and external change because I, I, it, I it, it's, it's like almost a continuum of change, and yeah. you can't almost put it into two little boxes. Yeah, I mean, I think okay. I think Sorry. what you can talk <laughs> I think what you can talk about is when change is self-driven, mm. and when change is brought upon from. Um, okay. An external perspective. So, so perhaps the source of change is, yes. is a far better definition rather yes. than internal and external. It's, um, let me call it self-produced change or yeah. self, uh, self-engaged change yeah. versus someone else's change. Yeah, and when um, Leandi works with business owners on a regular basis, and there's, there, there, there's such different ways in which. Um, you can share with us how people respond to change. You know, when a change is something that comes from within you, you are highly motivated and highly driven to embark on that change. When a change comes along, and we've got the next guest is going to talk to us about having been impacted by a regulatory change. When the change is brought upon by forces external to you, there's almost a moment in which you have to catch yourself. Mm-hmm. And in that moment of catching yourself, you can either catch up with change. Mm-hmm. Or you slip, um, you slip into your uncertainty, and the moment mm. passes you by, and your business doors close shut. Yeah. So, so I think for me, that is always, I guess, the point where where I I look to business owners and I say, do you understand how to manage? Let me call it the fear of change, because there's there's always this. I guess it's almost the mantra of I have a recipe for success. It's worked so far. So let's not get, you know, let's not get, um, let the noise crowd out. Let's use the tried and tested recipe. So my, my, my thinking right now goes to the IT company that turned around and said this internet, um, fad. Is just a fad. It's not going to be sustainable. We need to build our business strategies around non-internet, and we need we actually mustn't worry about the internet. Well, I, I don't think you need to guess where that company is today. Richard, you keep speaking on the show about that company, and I still don't know who they are. I'm, a, I'm trying. Not, I'm trying not to <laughs> off, name. La, off air, can you please tell me who these people is. are? Okay, it's a, it was a very big name back in the okay. day. Um, and, and I mean, I, I guess, you know, you've seen, we've seen other examples of this. Um, you know, let's look at the Nokia Corporation. When so, uh, mobile cellular phones came out, Nokia was up there and they were playing. Mm. Okay. Today, they are nowhere. Why? Because the change happened. And in fact, it was the move to, let's call it smartphone type of approach. That really took them out of uh, out of play. And interestingly, if you look at it, Nokia was first to market with mobile technology. iPhone, well, Apple with their iPhone was actually nowhere in that. It first, wasn't their market. It, it wasn't their market. But the, the Apple technology very quickly surpassed the Nokia technology space. So it's interesting how 
let's call it technology change and where the market is going very quickly shifts. And that change was, was driven by consumer need and the consumers need to have a singular device, for example. And all of a sudden, you know, smartphones were here to stay and everybody who wasn't in that, let's call it track of technology found themselves, you know, left with their canoe and half a paddle up the river. That is absolutely it. And the thing also is for a lot of entrepreneurs in particular, it's not about having to, you know, identify the change and figure out how to solve the problem. Entrepreneurs inherently are really great at solving problems. That's why they're in business most of the time. It's that exactly what you've just said is the fear of shift because we become so good at our USP, which is a acronym I hate. But yeah, the unique <clears throat> selling proposition. But it is, <laughs> is really ever so unique. <laughs> <laughs> but it's relevant. And that's the thing. How do you remain the cupcake amongst the muffins, yet you're you are satisfying the same need kind of thing. Right? Uh, I love I love that. that that's got to go into our sayings list. Yeah, How do you cup- remain the cupcake amongst the, the muffins? The muffins. We, we, we have daily business <laughs> thoughts that we do. That's going to go in as one of them. <laughs> Yeah, so, and it's, we become so good at that. And then we become more efficient. We streamline. We figured out how to raise capital. We've got our marketing on point. Revenue's coming in. We're maximizing our capacity and optimally, um, optimizing our capacity rather. And we are, you know, cruising and it's lacquer. And then stuff happens. Yeah. And I think, I think part of the reason why business owners are not necessarily um, tapping into and making that shift happen for themselves is because when we speak about change, we always speak about change as if it is this cataclysmic big thing. Mm. And for most businesses, we're not all Nokia. We're not all Motorola. We're not all Apple. Some of us are two-man shows, one-man shows. Um, and in those businesses, the change often is accompanied by discomfort. Mm. It's the conversation that we don't own up to. And, and, and it's often, unfortunately, very personal. It's because very it, intimate. It's, it's yeah. really close. It's like, yeah. but now you're telling me I have to change what I believe in yeah. my, let's call it my core belief system. The, you know, I believe that, you know, this is the, the, the yeah. type of product that the client is going to want. And you're telling me. They now want something different. Who made you exactly the ruler on this issue? And 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 more common than the large companies, you've got family businesses, and you've Absolutely. got all those kinds of dynamics. And so the father's been running the business for twenty years, fifteen years, whatever the case might be, and the son comes along and he says, "Hey, Dad, <laughs> there's a new way mm-hmm. to print prices and." <laughs> And it is. It's absolutely – it's also based around customer demand, client demand, market demand. So like I said earlier, we become so good at doing stuff we're used to doing that we almost – we've like burnt that neuro pathway and we're not about to change that. And it's a constant, constant shift. And if you're not watching how to – if you're not open to the shift, if you're not open to the fear of but what if it fails, what if this happens, what happens, you're going to be in trouble if you don't. Mm. Sorry, Richard, and, and we become so accustomed to being good at what we're good at. Absolutely. And we become addicted to that. And then we start being busy at something that's not necessarily adding value. And we step into what I like to call this pantomime of busyness, whereas a business owner is not meant to be busy. A 
business owner is meant to be refining his focus and the business focus on a regular basis. And it's that shift away from your business, being able to not only be plodding up the path, but being able to be at the top of the, um, the, the, the landing and be able to take a view of where you're at now, what you have to do next in the next 15, 20 days, rather than just plodding along so that the next invoice can go out. Yeah. And I, and I think, so I, I refer, I've got a term that I use on that. I say you, you become a pedestrian business owner. So you're walking on the sidewalk. It's in the safe zone. No cars. You know, this is where, where the pedestrians walk. We walk and we walk up and down. We know this path. We know where it goes. We know where, you know, we know we start on one side. We end somewhere else and it's predictability. <clears throat> and the reality is that the 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 worn pathway is not the path that most entrepreneurs know they should be on okay mm. and if it's the paved pathway you often ask yourself the question well why why am i here why am i on this paved pathway because somebody else has paved this before me so mm. you know question mark um and the reality is if you get to a juncture where where change is, is inevitable you know, you, you 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 can turn left at the corner and walk, carry on walking down the, the uh, you know the well worn pathway, paved pathway, whatever it may be, or you can perhaps cross the road and venture in, in into the uncharted, unpaved, unpathed uh, environment and, and and almost cut a new trail. Yeah, and and like we spoke about it so many times on the show, the fact of the matter is that when you go into new territory, it's a disorientating feeling, mm. and very often business owners don't go and get for, get the help that they need yeah. in those particular um, circumstances to help them to reorientate themselves and maintain focus because the um, the the temptation to go back to how things were is far greater. Than the ability to just stick to a new way of doing things, especially if you've been in a business for a very long time, and what you've done before has worked. Yeah, well, I, I think there's there, there's something that I can't remember the saying, but they say, it says something about you know there's nothing as debilitating than the than the feature of success. You know, so success breeds contempt. Mm-hmm. That's the other saying. So we know that you know I'm successful, so I'm okay. You know, I'm okay, Jack. I've got it sorted. I've got it under control. And, and in fact, there's the ability to almost have a blind spot develop in success is probably the highest risk of being successful mm-hmm. is that success allows the blind spot to de- potentially develop and the ability to say, um, I'm okay, I'm sorted. You know we're okay. We don't have to worry. And and there are many businesses out there that have reached what I call the success plateau. And it is a plateau. They they get there. And yes, they may be driving revenues and numbers might be good for now, etc. But all you're going to need is one shift to happen. In this case, will probably be coming from the external environment, and that business is is under threat. The the, the other thing that happens is that one doesn't always know what's going to cause or, or, or present that shift. It may be legislative. It may be a world event. Um, you know, it may, it may be something as simple as a shift in the people inside your organization and what their priorities are. Um, you know, you, you know, you, I've, I've seen scenarios where people were very reliant on particular staff members and their way of doing things. And then staff members 
you know, staff me- two staff members got married, not to each other, but uh, you know, got married, and another staff member in a smallish company had a had a child, and suddenly people weren't prepared to put in those extra hours, and they and their focus was shifting, and suddenly what was a great business boiling with enthusiasm became an, a great business, but very sedate. And, and that growth that they had had almost become accustomed to was suddenly not there. Absolutely. So that's, there's a few things there that um, I'd love to get back to. You mentioned something um, about entrepreneurship being deeply personal when it comes to shifting, and that's so true. Um, at RaceCorp, we very much work with entrepreneurs that are willing to shift and we look for that in an entrepreneur and that is by a few we have a few indicators for that but if we work with people who've maybe built successful businesses they've got the right systems and procedures in place they've got uh, their revenue streams there's a vision uh, really you know sometimes quite sophisticated what often kills the business is how the entrepreneur gets in the way of their own business is that inability to take advice inability to self-reflect and look at yourself and go okay where am I in this journey? Where am I? How am I taking, how am I getting in the way of my business? And that's where it really becomes very helpful to um, receive, not just have a mentor, but also go and go and see a business coach, set up time, work through, you know, what are those blind spots? Where am I not seeing it and what I'm not prepared to see? And quite often, you know, they'll surprise themselves because it's just a matter of not being open to new suggestions or new ideas. Um, because of this fear of changing tack, um, because it's worked in the past. So the fear of the unknown, none of us like the unknown, but you're going to have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, and we look for those people. Because the world that we're living in at the moment, it's volatile, it is uncertain, it is complex. You need to be able to dance around all those elements and be comfortable with dancing around all of those elements um, and taking some risks. You can't wait for it to be perfect. Somebody else will get to market first. They'll take you out. Um, for me, what's really important, Safia, you said something that also is critical, is how do I add value? How do I continue to add value? Um, and that is something entrepreneurs need to reflect at, especially the owners of the companies on a daily basis. How are we adding value to our stakeholders, particularly the market? What is the market demand? How do we need to shift to continue supplying demand based on the way? So we might provide something, but the way that they use whatever service or product we offer, they might use differently to the way that somebody else might use it differently. No customers are the same. Marketing is becoming a lot more intense in terms of connecting the message, the value proposition, why you gaining trust, because tomorrow there will be somebody else solving that problem for them. Um, so you have to get uncomfortable with shifting out of what you did yesterday and shifting into, okay, so they're looking for something new. There is another competitor on the market, but where is it that I can continue to add value? And if you're keeping your eye on the 10 degree sort of just 10 degrees above the horizon with, okay, how do I continue adding value to my market? You, you have that tenacity and willingness to take, um, counsel. Sometimes obviously you need to be very, there are times where you just know that this is not the right decision or, but you have to take the risks 
um, calculated risks at least and speak to a lot of our entrepreneurs have also um, they they experience a lot of simulations around advisory boards and it's so important because you don't have all the answers all the time and neither do your staff sometimes so you have to engage um, and you have to be open to you know receiving feedback from them if you're not willing to listen you're not going to receive feedback from anyone um, and that's really important. It really does come back down to how do I personally continue to strive towards achieving my vision? Is my vision still relevant? Where am I in the way of this? And then how do I continue to add value? And then, of course, gearing and engineering and re- you know developing the business on the <coughs> inside for <clears throat> um, gearing the inside for change and putting in systems and procedures where maybe in the past it was okay to be a little bit more informal or whatever, but you know, you have to adapt so quickly and it also can't be a difficult thing to shift fast. Yeah. I'm almost hearing you saying that and it's almost like a critical difference between being a business owner, being an employee, you know, when change happens and you're an employee, you take instruction and you just do things differently. Yes. When you're a business owner, I'm almost hearing you say that when you are reevaluating where you're taking your business, you almost have to change, you have to reinvent who you are at an identity level so that you can remain relevant for the future. Because who you were yesterday is not going to keep you relevant for the way in which the business has to operate. That is 100% true. Um, I've worked with businesses that start out in one place. 24 months later, they're at a very, very different place, a place that they couldn't have imagined before. But it is really just remaining tenacious, being open to uh, receiving in- input, um, looking at what's happening in the market, seeing where to adjust, becoming extremely uncomfortable that get them through. There are a lot of guys and ladies that have turned their businesses around um, quite a few times within a 24-month spectrum. And it's it's astonishing to see the difference between um, the entrepreneurs that that really are willing to shift and become step into the unknown and take the risk and go through a few challenges. Not everything works first time around. You have to learn some lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, but those things, you know, in South Africa, we have a culture where it's Failure used to be like a completely we didn't accept you know failure mm. just wasn't spoken about you don't put that on your resume you don't <laughs> but that is where you learn the most mm. lessons so so Liane, mm. are you are you advocating that um <laughs> I know you said earlier on that you don't like the expression USP, yeah. but are you are you suggesting that the USP is never the technology, it's never the resources at your disposal. The USP for most business owners, the ones that stand the test of time, is the ability to change, to embrace discomfort, to embrace failure, to pivot on a regular basis. It's a, it's the ability to remain relevant constantly, and to do that, your relationship with discomfort has to be an A-class relationship. Absolutely. While adding value. Yeah. Mm. Now, I, I guess a question I ask is, can you, I mean, this is this capability that one has to have isn't something that we all have. It's not something that necessarily people, people are born with, so to speak. So how does, how does one, Acquire the capability to deal with this if you don't in, inherently have this capability, and I, and I would I would be strong enough to suggest 
perhaps many don't have this capability. How do they go about? How do people go about creating the? I guess you could call it the the ability to engage with change. What is what are what are some good ways to to kind of get out of that comfort zone? You know, this isn't, you know, I don't sign up for a 10-day short course on how to change your change. <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could, yeah. I mean, how do you do this? I think Safia will have a lot to contribute here with regards to that. But from my side, just working with entrepreneurs, it very much is around the fact that you can't intellectualize this. You really can't throw a textbook at it. You cannot throw a new methodology at it or, um, you know, some, a process developed in the USA. You can take – it's your ability to take these insights and resources, connect the dots, and actually get your hands dirty. Um, that, that, that enables them to get through the change. And the dirtier sometimes it gets – and, it, and the risk there is sometimes that we have our entrepreneurs step back into technician mode as opposed to having this overarching view of the business and refining it and building it and creating it and looking for new market opportunities. Um, but it's also a good thing to do every now and then because then they climb back in and they go, oh, my gosh, this is where the gaps are. And it gets real again. It gets very real. Yeah. And so true, you can't intellectualize this. The one thing that I will will say that you as a business owner, not even as a business owner, as a person in life in general, is you have to have a vision in life that is bigger than all the little foibles that you are going to come across because you are going to come across many. But your vision has to be big enough, large enough, inspiring enough to you in a way that is not about – external measures of success. It's about your internal markers of success and having that vision. And then it's about actually making a decision, making a commitment and having the resolve to see through all the pitfalls. And as Leander said earlier on, you know, you've got to become aware of where your blind spots are. And I think maybe you mentioned it. You've got to become aware of where your blind spots are and you've got to start having measures in place to help you constantly bring those um, blind spots to your, um, you know, front and center, awareness. to your awareness, yeah, front and center. It's about being aware of where the, where the yeah. and, and, and it's about having that deep, deep commitment to achieving that vision because so many people get into business and they get into that pantomime of business and they mm-hmm. lose sight of that big picture and then they are just, you know, busy in the busyness. Mm. Well, I mean, we've talked before about working on your business, not in your business. And I, and I guess but, this is a classic but, space where you've got to get that yeah. right. But Richard, I think it's a bit more, it's a more, it's a bit more intense than working in your business, on your business. So this is also about working on yourself. One hundred percent, absolutely. Because if you're not working on yourself, mm. all the work you're doing on your business is going to be mm. for naught. It's going to be technical little tweaks. Yep. It's not going to be the big shifts mm. that's going to keep you relevant for the future. Yeah. So, so knowing and understanding oneself and how one shifts oneself <laughs> is important to be able to face up to that yeah, change I mean, ultimately. Like, your your business's capacity to change is either harnessed, harnessed or unleashed. By your capacity to change or your leadership team's capacity mm. to change. That's one hundred percent true, and I see that play out. All the and time. so many business owners, and Leandy, you will see it. So many business owners, they're always speaking in the technical space. Mm. They're not speaking in the oh, in depths in, in of the where they hold themselves captured to you know their limitations. 
Well, that's all, the t- all we've got time for today. Facing up to change, really a, an interesting and diverse uh, subject. Richard, I just think it's, a, it's such an important subject in this subject. day and age because things are agree. changing at a pace that is unprecedented in mm. every way, shape and form. Yeah, and it's something that I think we're going to explore a little bit more in, in some future shows. Leandi, Stretta, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate your time, Safia. Thank you for your time. Really thank appreciate you, it. Thank you, Richard. Stay with us. Next up, we get a little bit more practical with our business conversation. Stay with us. Cliffcentral.com.